Hi, this is Hannah Langdell and Rachel Hyde, Duke Plastic Surgery residents on The Resident Review, a Duke Plastic Surgery podcast. This is a lecture series designed to aid in preparation for our yearly in-service examination. Our goal is to take you through high-yield topics along with experts in their respective fields in order to maximize your knowledge of potential scores. Stay tuned for a message from our sponsor at the end of the podcast. And remember to visit www.theresonantreview.com to find all of our outlines. We'll be continuing our quick hit series, which reviews questions from the last five to eight years of in-service exams. And today we'll be discussing lasers. Rachel, why don't you start us off? All right, lasers, another short one. So we'll start with CO2 lasers. This is used for laser skin resurfacing. It's chromophore as water, which we've been tested on. And hyperpigmentation is the most common adverse effect of laser resurfacing for Fitzpatrick's types three or above. Remember, you can treat this with hydroquinone or tretinoin, and it usually resolves within a few months. But if the patient is on isotretinoin or Accutane, these need to be discontinued 12 to 18 months prior to any sort of carbon dioxide laser. Um, although tretinoin or retinoic acid is used as a pretreatment. And then rates of hyperpigmentation can be reduced by pretreatment with retinoic acid and bleaching agents. Erythema after a laser resurfacing is normal and can last one to four months, depending on the type of laser used. And remember that ascorbic acid decreases the duration and severity of erythema following laser resurfacing, which we've been tested on. And we've also been tested on the most common long-term complication of carbon dioxide laser. And this is hypopigmentation. Remember that ERYAG is the treatment of choice for ablative resurfacing of the skin. It is 2,900 nanometers and has the greatest affinity for water. So it is the same chromophore as carbon dioxide lasers, although it has decreased thermal heating, minimal contraction of the dermis, creates a transitative wound, has less coagulative necrosis and decreased permanent hypopigmentation. Hannah, why don't you take us through some vascular lesions and tattoo removal? So for vascular lesions, the best laser to use is the pulsed dye laser. And this is good for capillary lesions or port wine stains. And the wavelength of the laser is 585 nanometers. The chromophore is oxyhemoglobin. KTP 532 is good for superficial vascular telangiectasias, especially in the face, and is, is especially used for red facial capillaries. So the difference between these two, the Pulse dye, the 585 is used for port wine stains. So that'll be the cobblestoning of the face. But if you have any telangiectasias or red facial capillaries, you'll use the KTP 532. Okay. Thanks, Rachel. ED YAG, diode, and erbium are infrared lasers and have wavelengths of 1064 to 1540. And these are best for acne scars. Next, we have tattoo removal. And the most common laser we'll use for this is Q-Switch. And these include Ruby, Indiag, and Alexandrite. And this uses principles of photothermolysis. Indiag, which is 532 wavelength, is good for red, orange, or yellow colors. Indiag targets blood vessels, red blood cells, collagen, and melanin as well. Q-Switch Anginite, which is 755 nanometers, is good for green tattoo ink. And NDIAG 1064 has a pulse duration that is short, has a high affinity for water, has minimal tissue necrosis and low risk of coagulation necrosis. It is a photomechanical laser and causes less collagen contraction than the CO2 laser. And this is good for black ink. It's also good for foreign body removal, good for vessel reduction in the leg. 
And pulse dye 1320 is used for non-ablative skin remodeling, such as for varicose veins. Do you want to finish us off, Rachel, with laser hair removal and some safety considerations? Great. So this has been a really long episode, but (laughs) finishing us up, laser hair removal. So we want to target the melanin in the hair follicle. So it is not useful in hair-haired patients. So in fair-haired patients, you mainly want to use electrolysis. Um, Otherwise, you'll use the long pulse and DIAG, which Hannah mentioned is also good for uh, non-ablative skin remodeling like varicose veins. For safety, remember that you can have a development of herpes simplex outbreak in those with or without a history. And reactivation of herpes is the most common infectious complication after resurfacing. So antiviral prophylaxis is now used in all patients undergoing laser resurfacing. If you have a terrible outbreak despite oral management, you want to start IV antivirals. For smoke safety, there is a high efficiency smoke evacuator that should be placed one to two centimeters of the smoke plume and high filtration or laser mass should be used instead of standard surgical masks. And then remember to prevent a fire for laser, you want to use conscious sedation, nerve blocks, and you never really want to use supplemental oxygen. And that is it for laser. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in for our next episode. We would like to thank Allergan for their continued support of our podcast. Allergan Aesthetics is now part of AbbVie, an international leader in many different therapeutic categories. Many of our topics and therapies we discuss on our podcast are provided by Allergan. They continue to be a leader in the fields of breast reconstruction, abdominal wall reconstruction, medical aesthetics, and much more. Additionally, they are dedicated to supporting the education of plastic surgery residents and plastic surgeons across the country.